Kenny Loggins, a little Kenny Loggins this yeah, morning. A little down and dirty to I'm get already, you going. I'm already funky. Yeah, well, I'll say. I'm sitting close. I can I can see. Yes, yes, yes. Listen, good morning, everybody. Good morning. This is Mario Nunez, and I'm seated alongside my broadcast partner. John Dingfelder, good morning. How are you, Mario? I'm good, Papa. I'm good. Good to see you good. in studio. It's another Friday. They coming at us hot and heavy, John. Welcome back. We missed you last week. Oh, thank you. How you feeling? Doing fine. Doing okay. fine. So listen, we're going to start off with the phone number, 813-239-9663. It's like I said a few weeks ago. If you don't call us, we're going to call you. So call us now, 813-239-9663. we got an hour to hear from you. And you've got an email address as well. Let me give that to you right up at the top. It's DJ at WMNF.org. And you can text us because, you know, texting is what the kids are doing these days. 813-433-0885. Spaceship, thank you. Thank you for the heads up there. DJ Spaceship helping us out. Skip is on the board today because yeah. Jason is on holiday. So thank you, Skip, yeah, for being we're, there. We're short-handed. Jason, my wife, Lynn, is, Lynn, is out. We, They're but, both uh, just slackers, man, you know? And taking it easy in the heat. And Irene, thank you so much for being there to answer our phone calls today. So make sure that you get in on the conversation, today's conversation, with uh, Film Commissioner, Hillsborough County Film Commissioner, and our dear friend Tyler Martinolich is going to be joining us in just a couple of seconds. But as we do each and every week on Friday, we kind of start the show with with those things that get stuck in our crawl. You know what I'm talking about. Those those things that you just lose sleep over that keep you tossing and turning at night. John, do you have anything over the past week? Is this segment called WTF? Yes. Welcome <laughs> to Florida. That's what that WTF oh, stands welcome, for. Welcome, to, welcome Florida. to Florida. I see. So, so well, yeah. Come on. You know, I, I've got one that I'm going to consolidate all of my opportunities here and just, and just so we'll do one Com- instead of three today. One good about one. It. I was going to say be, be about it, but I don't know if I'm allowed to use the B word. But anyway. Which with a B? Huh? Yeah, yeah that's you it. Can, yeah, you of course. Of course. Um, Female dog. So we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago when uh, uh, Councilwoman uh, Lynn Hurtak was on the uh, city council. Shout well, out to Lynn. Actually, the mayor and the administration had proposed a tax hike. And uh, to me, as I review the documents, which, of course, I I always did for my 10 years on city council, you know, there's a difference between needs and wants. Correct. And and to me, they have a list of wants, okay, but they're not needs. They're not mandatory. They're not what we need to, you know, to to be a great community. Um, And... The more I looked at it, and then you got to compare that with the fact that people are suffering right now. You Hard know, times. Inflation is just hitting us in every possible direction. Rent, food, petrol, insurance. 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 Oh, my. It. And then we talk about affordable housing. Okay? If the city council agrees on this in, in September, okay, half of the people who live in the city of Tampa, and I'm sure in the entire Bay Area, are renters. Okay? If they raise that, if they raise that millage, and typically on a single-family house, it looks like it's about five hundred dollars uh, a year. Okay, which some people would say, "Oh, no big deal," but that's a big deal to people who are suffering in so many directions that you mentioned. But anyway, what's the landlord going to do? He's going to pass it on. Okay, so we're just making affordable housing even less affordable, and I just think it's wrong. If you think it's wrong, please contact your city councilman uh, and women down there at City Hall, and in September, you can actually go down to City Hall and, and let them know how you feel. 
I suspect that this year there's going to have uh, there's going to be a big turnout because, like you suggest, and, and it's it's upon us, right? And yeah. and the and the door is still wide open at the border, and people are still coming in droves and big numbers. And we can talk to our guest today because he he's got some statistics that'll that'll open your eyes a little bit. He knows, and he's got to know because this is these are the things that he's responsible for knowing. Well, I don't okay? mean to start out as, as Debbie Downer. No, um, no, no. Listen, that's what we do right up at the top. We yeah. get that out of the way early. So let me go ahead and do mine, and then we'll we'll go on to a good conversation with uh, with Tyler and take much your phone calls as well. Much so more much, up. much more so. So you know, I had three or four things lined up, really and truthfully, uh, but 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 I'm not going to bore you with them now because last night. Somewhere around 8 o'clock, there was the elixir of all elixirs that came across my TV screen. It was the mugshot of all mugshots. It was unbelievable, the moment. And it's, you know, as, as, as we all kind of celebrate, like, okay, okay, maybe, maybe now we can start to heal. Because, you know, unless and until we rectify all of this, you can't start to heal and, 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 and make things better but that mugshot, I just want to know how long did Homeboy practice that? Because, you know, that's not his thing. He had to look in the mirror. He had to look in the mirror for how a while. How would you describe that? And, was and, it a sneer? Well, it was a snarl. It was a sneer. It was faux hate. It was faux, faux, you know, faux, as in fake, as in fugazi, faux. as in fugaze. He was just trying to make himself look mean. But, like, the eyes were saying one thing and the mouth was saying another. But Mario, we cannot forget innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I know those details. All right. Constitutional Let's not get bogged down in that. But anyway, I was just, I went to bed. I had had one of my best nights sleep last night because I really felt like, okay, now, now things are still, we got traction. We got traction now. Uh, Things are happening. And, and, and praise, praise Jesus. We, 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 thank you, Georgia. Thank you, Georgia. Because if it wasn't for Fonnie Willis and her moxie and her ability and her team, we would still be scrambling. I think he's feeling it now, brother. I think he's feeling it now. You think so? Yeah, I think, I think that the, the think reality the entire, is starting to set Biden in. The entire Biden campaign, if he's up against Biden, the entire Biden campaign is just that shot, just that mugshot. That's it. That's all they need. But, you know, within 30 minutes after the, after the mugshot made, uh, made it around the world and back, T-shirts were being printed, mugs were being printed, window, sticker, window, window stickers, easy for me to say, were being printed, and he's already grifting. He's already grifting and trying to raise money save, on that. Save Truman? Yeah, no, this is the picture that's going to be <laughs> as, I mean, George Washington crossing the Delaware, uh, Abraham Lincoln at at, uh, at the Gettysburg Address. You know, you know where I'm going with this. This is going to be, but for but for the wrong reasons, right? This is, this is not going to be good. So... I digress. You digress. I digress. Moving right, on. We don't talk. want to spend another minute talking about the Orange Menace, unless you do. And you can call us and talk to us about that, 813-239-9663. The guy sitting across from us is not a menace, quite the opposite. What is the antithesis of a menace? Right? Dennis? No. No, that's Dennis the Menace. Oh, but what is, what is the opposite of menace? I, I'm being sincere here. It, oh. would be, it would be something that is wholesome and good, right? It would be somebody that's that, helpful. That, that is who we're looking at. That's right, who we're looking right at there. right there. Ladies and gentlemen, let us introduce, I'm going to have John do it. Johnny, take it away. Well, somebody who's got a last name that's more difficult than Dingfeller. Seven syllables, I think. I'm not sure. But I heard it was p- pronounced Martinelich. I like that one. Okay. But Tyler, you will help us out in a second on that. 
Tyler Martinovich is the director and commander of Film Tampa Bay. And Tyler's Shoulder gonna, boards and all, commander. Right? Tyler's going to tell us all about Film Tampa Bay in a little bit. He uh, has a degree in journalism from the University of Tampa. He started out in medieval Japanese history. Say that again? Medieval Japanese history. What is that all decided about? Decided maybe he could earn more money with a journalism degree. He went up to Savannah Art and Design School and got his master's in fine arts. He's 20 years in the film and television industry um, as a production manager, and I think even as an actor, and uh, 10 years here in the at, with Film Tampa Bay. On the side, he's a professor at UT and Eckerd and Ringling College, and I've got some student reviews to go over uh, with you. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. All right. More and more and more and more. He hails from the D.C. area originally, but traveled all over the, the country as his father was a uh, the ended up as the assistant director of the FBI, which is fascinating. We could talk an hour about that, I'm sure. Anyway, welcome, Tyler Martul- Mart. Uh, not, Let not me go up. ahead. Can I try it? Can I try it? Because I was saying it no, this morning. I, I, I'll tell you right now. Uh, and I've been in the area for 15 years and film commission for, for 10 years. And Mario is the only person who's ever pronounced my last name. Oh, right. my God. Ah, I'm going to ring that bell for myself. There you go. Thank you, Tyler. It's Tyler Martinolich. Come on, guys. It's Martin. Hey, Tyler. Good so morning, funny. guys. And is that Slavic? Is it Czech or what? Uh, it is actually Croatian. Croatian. Very cool. Pleasure to have you with us here today. I, I was there, I, I want to say, when you first took the helm. Remember that meeting in St. Pete that um, where I first met you? Where I very, you had just started, a, you were taking, either nominated to be the next film commissioner. You were stepping into that role and, and is that... Yeah, it was like a Film Florida barn tour kind of thing where they're going around trying to stump for the, at that time, uh, the state tax incentive. Uh, and we were at a, uh, a local A local, local gathering, yeah, of actors yep. and, and, and supporters of the film industry. It was a lot of fun. Uh, 2013, that had been around August. Unbe- yeah, right around this time of year. Unbelievable, Tyler, that it's already been in the blink of an eye 10 years. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about how it's going with you know, for you Tampa presently. Bay. What yes. is Film Tampa Bay? There you so, go. Start that's a there. great question. So, so for those that don't know, Film Tampa Bay, we're basically the DMV for filmmakers. Uh, that doesn't sound very exciting, but that's the easiest way to wrap your head around it. So we represent all of Hillsborough County, including uh, City of Tampa, Temple Terrace, Plant City, uh, and everywhere in between. And we are basically the one-stop shop for any film production. And that could be anything from wedding photos to multi-million dollar you know, Bud Light commercials, uh, or feature films and television shows. Uh, they have to go through us to get not only the permits to be able to film on public property, but also to uh, coordinate all the logistics that goes into it. So that's everything from first responders, parking, uh, extra duty police officers, um, uh, trash pickup, you know, whatever you could possibly think of that they might interact with. Could you help me with my building it. permit? Because I'm having a heck of a hard time. <laughs> uh, I was joking. I won't say who. Uh, joking with somebody in the mayor's office that somehow we're able to get our permits done in, in three business days or less. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and maybe that's not always the case. I need your help. <laughs> when, when the infiltrator was here a few years ago, they had to go through your office. Absolutely. When yep. they shut down Nebraska Avenue to flip that car, whatever they were doing, they had to go through your office. Yeah. Do, does 
does your does the range extend outside of Hillsborough County? No, we're just in Hillsborough County. Okay. Now, um, most states are organized with a state film commission and then maybe one or two satellite chapters. Like Georgia, for example, has obviously the, the one in Atlanta, uh, but there's a smaller version of their film commission in Savannah, but nothing in between. So the state office pretty much takes over the rest of the state. Uh, Florida is organized very differently. Uh, every county, more or less, has either a film commission or a film liaison. And the reason why we're structured that way, because at one point, previous to 2015, we were the third largest filming destination in the United States. Uh, so we had so much film production coming through, it was sort of justified that we have all of these, you know, sort of smaller offices to really help production On a local and, level, and a local sure. Level. Uh, that is no longer the case, unfortunately. Uh, I don't want to start no, off we're going to down dirty We're going to get down and dirty about that for sure. We're going to talk about Georgia in a little bit. But going going back, back in the day, when Lenny and I first, uh, I think we were still dating, uh, they shot um, the, what was it, the... Uh, that that Burt Reynolds movie, Cop and a Half. Cop and a Half, yeah. They Cop and shot half. that part of that right on our street. The, the 30th anniversary was uh, just a month ago. Yeah. Pictures all over social media, all over yeah. Facebook. Yeah. It, was, it was a fun time here and in Tampa. They shot that right on our street, right on Lenny Street on San Carlos down in, in South Tampa. Um, and it was it was so cool. And, uh, you know, those are the kind of things that... that Really, you know, make the community excited and bring yeah. in bring in a lot of a money. lot of money. Henry Winkler was the director. Sandy Friedman, of course, was our mayor, and Burt Reynolds was was in it. Then we had the Punisher. That was mm -hmm. a biggie. What year was that? Uh, Punisher would have been two thousand two thousand one ish. Yeah, my um, favorite on that one is they jumped one of the bridges. Uh, it was the Cast Street Bridge. Cast Street. Bridge. I have a picture in my office of uh, one of the actors hanging from the bridge. Yeah, and they flew a car like right up, right over it or something, or they yeah. basically made it look that way. Uh, uh, Curtis Hickson Park had not yet been built, uh, and they shot it mostly at what's now the Museum of Photography, uh, the beer can building right there. Uh, right, yeah. absolutely, that was cool. We should be much more uh, involved in 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 the. Well, you say we were the third largest market, the third large, you know, in we the United have, States. Yeah, we have some excellent, excellent outdoor. Venues we have, you know, when when they, when the advanced scouts come out, Tyler, talk a little bit about that. They still want to come to your office. Sure. They want to talk to you. They want to. I will tell you. I mean, to be very clear, we we are one of the still one of the largest commercial markets in the United States. Uh, Florida will always be that. Uh, we are evergreen twenty four seven, and people need content year round. So we're making commercials, making commercials. Correct. So mm -hmm. if you're a Louis Vuitton or you know a Budweiser or Mercedes Benz, and you need to shoot your spring and summer collateral, you're probably doing that in the dead of winter. Mm -hmm. and yeah. You're not doing that in New York. You're not doing that in Chicago. Right. You're, you're shooting those Christmas in commercials in summer. Yeah, I mean, as much business as Atlanta gets. Atlanta still gets cold. It gets snow once in a while, mm -hmm. and it looks dead, right? It, it doesn't have the, the green that we have. So we are still gangbusters for commercials. We always will be. Uh, so I'll be very clear of that as we get a little darker as far as uh, features so and TV shows So what's it like go. when the phone rings and somebody says, I need you know this look. I need such and such. Great, what great they, question. They that that sort of goes to, go? to what uh, Mario was asking, too. So we're the first point of contact. Um, if you're a local, you know the, the, the riches and the treasure that can be found in the Tampa Bay area. But if you're from out of state, oftentimes you conflate Florida at large with Mickey Mouse and Art Deco South Miami, right? That's what the entire state looks like in their head. And that's simply not true. I mean, if for, for locals in Tampa Bay, if you dropped a pen downtown Tampa and drew a 60-mile radius, 
you have so many different looks from some of the best beaches in the world in, in Clearwater and St. Pete Beach. You have two metro areas that look completely different. Uh, you have waterfront property that with the, the Riverwalk and Bayshore, but you also have some of the, the most amazing agriculture in the state over in Thonathassa, Plant City, Ruskin area. And you have like cultural enclaves like Ybor City. I mean, just the uniqueness that is, it's, it's not Mickey Mouse and it's not South Florida. So one of the first things that we do is really educate productions about what they can and can't film here. And might I add, we are within, what, five minutes from one of the best uh, mid-sized airports in the United States. I would argue the, the best. The best, yeah, the best. Uh, and and you, can't, you can't replicate that in too many other places. So we really are a gem of a community. Saw um, a few films uh, this year during the Independent Film Festival, which is another thing that we, we, we have to talk about because you're intimately involved with that, that... Um, you know, showed scenes from, you know, the spooky movies where they're, they're paddling down the rivers and, they're, you know, here the monster comes out from behind the big tree. And, and we also have that. You know, yeah. that's another thing. The Hillsborough River provides us oh, with. Oh, sure. Uh, I mean, one. Location, it's, location, it's, location. There, it's, 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 you know, it's a point of pride when you, you see a commercial or a movie uh, or a TV series that, you know, all that shot in Tampa. But we're also the place where people go to make other places look like something else, right? Correct. So we have so many productions that shoot in the Hyde Park area that are trying to make it look like it's the, the Northeast or the Midwest. Uh, we've had, speaking of rivers, uh, in Hillsborough River State Park, uh, we've had a, a production shoot there that was trying to make it look like the Amazon. And with a little bit of smoke and a little bit of mo extra moisture, uh, it, it, looks, can. it looks yeah, fine. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So we, we, we try to sell Tampa as it is, but also as Tampa as it could be as another stand-in for another place. I saw that link uh, that you have on your website. Um, that that shows all the locations. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. And most of them are drone shots. But well, it, but give us that yeah. website in case anybody yeah, wants sure. to go it's, peruse it's, it. It's filmtampabay.com. Uh, it's obviously useful for filmmakers, but if you're just looking to you know see what's out there for locations, we have a, a great location archive. Um, we have just about every... I think every uh, city and county park shot uh, from top to bottom. Uh, we've got a lot of cool drone stuff uh, that we've shot around town. So it's, it's a really good resource. That's another viable thing that people don't realize. The drone is a new element now, a new component. It is. And it was, it was a little hairy for the first couple of years because the FAA was, was caught flat-footed. They just really didn't see it right. coming. Or if they did, they didn't act on it. Uh, and if you look at Tampa Bay, we're very close to an international airport. We're very close to Municipal Airport on Davis Island, and we're right in the, the, the emergency jet path for Mc, McDill Air McDill Force Base. Um, you got to be careful. Yeah, and if you look at the, the flight paths and the restricted airspaces, they're just overlapping on top of downtown Tampa. So it's not difficult to fly a drone anymore because, you know, they finally updated. They have an app now. I mean, you can go um, and, and register and usually have approval within five to 30 minutes. Um, but for a while there, it was, it was kind of the Wild West, and no one really knew how to regulate it. Are you having fun, Tyler? It sounds to me like you're having fun. I know you got your hands full, but, I mean, are you having fun? I, I wouldn't be doing it. I'll be honest with you. I never thought I would be at this job for 10 years. I, I thought it was like, oh, they're starting a film commission in, in Tampa. Like, I'd like to help out with that. I didn't think I'd be here 10 years later. Um, but I, I enjoy it. And not only am I here 10 years later, we have grown as an office. So we, we now have four employees. When I started, it was just, you know, two of us. Right. Uh, we are the undisputed marketing leader uh, for all film commissions in the state of Florida. In fact, we are right now for social media tied with Los Angeles. Wow. As far as Come on now, let's, let's hear that. Let's you know, hear I, that I again. Know you, I know you must have county commissioners support and hopefully uh, city council support and uh, the mayor's support. We, but, we do. Um, 
I know um, I'm going to give a shout out to uh, Commissioner Ken Hagen. Mm-hmm. I think Ken has been a long time uh, supporter uh, of film and yep current and, uh, current chair of the the Board of County Commissioners. Uh, it was it was Commissioner Hagen who uh, he was the one that pushed for a study to be done around 2012 to see what we were losing out on as a market by not incentivizing or going after or even courting film production. So how does that work number wise generally? Um, so it depends on the year. Um, but right now, actually I'll tell you this because it is, it is our, our, uh, anniversary. Actually it was, it was August 1st was our 10 year anniversary. Oh, Happy anniversary. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have brought in over a hundred million dollars in productions and it's, it's three or four times that much that is actually spent here. We can only legally track what we put our hands on as far as permits. Gotcha. Gotcha. But if you're shooting on private property or in a studio, uh, we don't track those numbers. So we know the number is much larger than that. But just as, just shooting on public property, over $100 million in production. So an average of $10 million a year. Yeah. And, and what's the return on investment? They don't they don't invest $10 million a year. They, they've got no, that, that's actually direct spend, John. That's yeah. how much we know they're actually spending. But I mean, how much oh, are they spending? City. Far, uh, city and county are spending Very, less. very little. So yeah. we have an incentive. One, our, our entire budget, operating budget as a film commission, uh, is less than a half a million dollars. So we are a very mighty, streamlined economic strong. A lot of that comes out of bed, economic bed tax, too? Uh, you know, it, it didn't used to. Uh, uh-huh. We were uh, a combination of City of Tampa, Hillsborough County, and Visit Tampa Bay. Right. So funding coming from each. Okay. Uh, but this coming fiscal year, we, we've actually moved over to uh, bed tax dollars. So we'll be joining uh, Visit Tampa Bay in, in reaping some of those rewards. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, just yesterday on the Tampa Native show, I had Santiago Corrada on and we were talking about this and how, you know, be, you guys share, actually, you share office space. Most people don't know that. Santiago, <laughs> wait a second. The best hair in Tampa Bay. Come on, stop it. Let's ring a bell for Santiago's hair. Uh, Everybody knows that. Behind him, uh, getting off of Ashley downtown, and, you know, he's got his Camaro, and he's got the top down, and the hair is flowing, hair metal, you know, Kiss is playing. <laughs> We're going to have him on the show with us here. He told us we something yesterday. Are. Yeah, no, he told us something. He told me yesterday something on the show that I, I found very amusing. He said that, you know, he, he usually doesn't get his hair cut that often. He just lets it kind of go wild. But then when, you know, he has somebody behind him addressing him as ma'am, Ma'am, excuse me. That's when he knows <laughs> so he it's time to, it. time to get a cut. Yeah, and, but what a, a what an absolute a gem of a of a leader he, he is. is, and he really understood what to do with us. I think that's very important. And I think we're we're lucky as a community not only to be under Visit Tampa Bay, 100%. but you also have Sports Commission under Visit Tampa. You have Friends of the Riverwalk. You have International Protocol. I mean, you have so many great organizations that are under the umbrella of Visit Tampa Bay, and we all work together. You know, especially I mean, uh, look at like a WrestleMania or a Super Bowl. Think of all the media that comes through. Sports Commission just literally has to walk down two doors to my office and like, hey, you know, ESP needs help with this or, or, or vice versa. Or uh, we were just talking about production. You know, hey, you know, they really like to shoot at you know, Buck Stadium. I can go to the Sports Commission or Sports Authority and say, hey, can you help us out with and this? And they're right there. Yeah. What streamlining that has got to be. And, and I told Santiago this as well. You guys have a spectacular view from your office, right? So, so you know, if you bring somebody up there and they're, you know, they want to look around, you can point to everything and from I your don't, office. I don't know if uh, Santiago takes the credit for that or, uh, or someone else does, but it's really interesting if our offices, we're on the 28th and 29th floor of the uh, city center building. Um, and all of the executive offices are internal mm-hmm. so that it is unobstructive. 360 views as you walk around through the office. And we, we, I think it was done purposefully. So when we do bring in clients or we're trying to get people to come to, to Tampa for a convention, all we have to do is walk them around the perimeter of the office. It is and you see everything from UT. You can see Bush Gardens. You see the port, the Ebor, trop. the trop, everything. So uh, it's, it's, and, and I love it during the summer too, because you see all the, the big storms coming in off the sure. bay. It's, it's, it's really cool. 
Oh, well, like I said, you're having fun, brother. You're having fun, and we're in good hands. The Film Commission here is in good hands. Uh, aspiring actors, directors, everybody that's in the business. This is a good place to be. If we could get a little bit more love out of Tallahassee, then maybe we can we can actually see this to fruition, and we can we can grow it like it should be. Well, Mario, maybe you and I can talk about Tallahassee a little bit. I'm not sure if uh, Tyler's... Hands are tied in that regard. Uh, I, I can say a little bit. He can uh, get us, hotel, but take bites around the so, edges, Tyler. So, so he, this is down and dirty. Take yes, bites around the edges. I mentioned Georgia earlier. And, uh, Hicksville and I, comes I to mind. What happened in Hicksville, Tyler? Did they not what, recreate Ebor City in Hicksville so that uh, Ben Affleck could film uh, a they story? Did it in, in Brunswick, Georgia. And I know that because Brunswick's like 20 minutes outside of Savannah, where I'm from. There you go. Um, so and why Georgia, though? Why Georgia? That, what do they spend? A, a what great, do they spend? Uh, billions of dollars. Uh, that's a great question, John. So uh, there's no more incentivized industry in the world than film. Uh, it is a dirty word in a lot of people's mouths, and I understand that. But the reality is if you want to court high-end film production, the Avengers of the world, the law and orders of the world, serialized TV is sort of like the golden egg everyone wants, uh, you need to put some money into the pot to help bring people here. Believe me, no one wants to actually shoot in Georgia. No one wants to shoot in Georgia, uh, especially in Atlanta. If you've ever been in Atlanta traffic, it is, it is Horrific. not great. Horrific. Um, so no one wants to be there. They're there because financially it makes sense. There's very few things that are more risky than a, a film investment. And mm -hmm. having a backstop of some sort of a tax credit uh, really helps get that bring dollar one investment. In. And then they can move on from there. Um, it wasn't always that way, but in the early 2000s, uh, Vancouver, uh, Canada at large, Remember? Was, was not happy with all of the brain drain that they saw going on with talented filmmakers and production people leaving, leaving Canada. So they said, we have to get in this game and bring people back. So Vancouver was the first one to jump in and really start pushing high-end tax credits, incentives. And we saw gradually over time, now the United States losing a lot of productions mm -hmm. to to uh, to Canada. So then other states started jumping in. And honestly, Florida was one of the first to get into the game. We had a, a very robust, and I'll, I'll also say incredibly conservative, in fact, I would argue the most conservative uh, incentive program in the U.S. And that... How do you get robust and conservative in the same sense? So we were robust in that we were targeted. We were going after the correct productions, productions that really highlighted... Florida, everything that we have assets. Sure. Yep, and it was conservative in that we weren't just printing money, and we were ensuring that locals were benefiting from the production. A lot of oversight. A lot of oversight. A ton of oversight. I mean, mm -hmm. very in depth. Not a sample audit. I mean, a top to bottoms uh, audit. What, what governor started? That? Uh, uh, Jeb, Jeb Bush, Bush was. I thought so. Yep. In uh, in. For example, Georgia, which has a very large tax incentive program right now, you don't even have to be a resident of Georgia for your payroll to be included in the expenditures as far as the rebate goes, or uh, I'm sorry, the tax credit goes, uh, which means there's a lot of people from Florida, ironically, that, that are investing. Who, who moonlight up <clears throat> in, in yep. Georgia, right. and they're still, the productions are still able to include their payroll uh, as part of their local economic spend, which then they get a percentage of that back through a tax credit. Yeah, a buddy of mine went up to Brunswick, I think, and helped build that set. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Now, Florida's- Actors do the same. You, you had to actually be a resident. No payroll ever was included in the rebate, or I'm sorry, I keep saying rebate, I mean tax, tax credit, credit, that was assessed against payroll that wasn't actually from residents. That's just one of many examples of why we had a very conservative, very 
uh, looked over program. Now that ran out, unfortunately, it was started by Jeb Bush. So this really isn't a, a right or left issue. It really just should just be an economy Economic. issue. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was set to sunset in 2015, but the, the, the reality is it ran out of money in 2013. So mm-hmm. that's the date I usually like to put on uh, as far as it, it, it ending. Right about uh, the and time it, you started. Yeah, uh, it was right around the time it started. Um, and they, um, they being the legislature, chose not to uh, re- reauthorize it. So it just sort of faded. And we went from being in the top three in the nation as far as filming destinations. Within two years of that tax incentive going away, we weren't even in the top 10. And now, all these years later, uh, we aren't even in the top 25. Wow. So we, we precipitously fell that much. Off we the just cliff. drove right off, off the cliff. The cliff. Yeah. And, that's, and that's terrible because we have grown since then. And uh, the market should reflect that, right? The market should reflect that energy and that, uh, and, and that desire. And I, I get the argument on the other side. I mean, we're a balanced budget state. So it's, it's, it's difficult for a legislature, and you can appreciate this, John, uh, going to your constituents and looking in the eye and saying, hey, we got to rob Peter to pay Paul. So, But the, the reality is this isn't, we weren't giving money away. We were not collecting taxes against, right? And it was a transferable tax credit. The reality is most of the film productions couldn't actually use a tax credit themselves. Mm-hmm. So they had to sell it back to a Florida-based company, helping that Florida-based company expand and grow. So, I mean, it really was beneficial. So, Mario, maybe it's more important for the state of Florida to spend money on gathering up immigrants and shipping them to uh Martha's Vineyard. Uh, Ouch. But, um, if you're just joining us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, and listen, if you're just joining us now, you're listening to Down and Dirty here on WMNF 88.5 with Mario Nunez and John Dingfelder. This is your community radio station. Today, we're talking with Tyler Martinolich, and we're talking all things Film Tampa Bay. If you've got a comment, a question, please give us a call. 813-239-9663. I like to Tyler's say... Tyler's got a, a million stories. Stories and I think, folks, if you want to participate in those stories, give us a call. Yeah, yeah. Ask him. Ask him any question. Uh, you know, like if you're an aspiring actor, saying why? Why can't we get more work here? Or if you, you want to know uh, a thing or two about uh, talent agencies and and things of that ilk, give us a call. But I think uh, you have a bit of acting in your history. I Mario. do. I do. And but you know, it's frustrating even from from the actor side of things because. There's no work. I mean, I know contemporaries that are in Georgia right now because that's where the work is and that's where they had to go. They had to uproot, leave their home here. They're tampeños. They had to leave their home here and go up there to get work. I think I, what I, I think your conundrum, Mario, is the Clooney syndrome because you look so much like him that it would confuse people when they're seeing you on television. There's no question about that. And I talked about that with Santiago yesterday because, you know, <laughs> we both wear the same inseam. You know, we're both about the same height. I was like, Santiago, what is it? I don't, I don't understand. But listen, my days of playing a leading man are well behind me, probably. Now no, I'm playing a willow. Sally's now I'm man. not. Thank you for that. There you go. And now I'm playing a softball. Now I'm playing a uh, more, more apt to play an abuelo. But the commercial, you know, people don't realize commercial. The commercial industry is is a vibrant commercial setup can keep an actor afloat as well as the crew, right? So it doesn't always have to be feature films yeah. or television production. And I, I think that's, that's very that's very astute to, to point out. And and something I, I constantly remind crew when they come to me and say, oh, I'm not working right now. It's like feature crews and commercial crews are very different. Uh, and they're different both in skill set, uh, both in expectations and in pay. Uh, so a lot of low-end independent, truly independent films that come to Tampa Bay find a hard time finding crew sometimes. And it's mm-hmm. because not the crew doesn't exist because they can't afford the crew that's here. Commercial crews are paid 
two to three times more than feature crews are, mm-hmm. uh, which makes sense. I mean, if you're employed for six, seven months, right, you know, you're getting a lower wage over a longer period of time. But commercials come in hot and heavy. It might be a million dollar commercial and they might spend three days in Tampa Bay spending that entire million dollars, right? So crew are making a lot more money uh, on commercials. Sure, so you, did, you did production. What kind of crews were you on? Uh, I did a couple of features here in town. In fact, I when I was up in Savannah, I, I owned my own production company in Savannah. But when I moved down here, um, there was a lack of feature crews. And I did have some feature experience in my, my background. So that was one of the first things that happened is I got on a, a Naomi Watts, Matt Dillon feature uh, that was shooting over in Clearwater. And it was because Everyone was a commercial person down here, and I like, oh, hey, I, 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 I do features. I do features. <laughs> um, but so do you I specialize in the horror f- uh, genre? I, 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 horror is, is a, a little birdie told me that. I've done quite a few horror movies, uh, not because I necessarily like them. Uh, but no, it's an entry. It's an entry into the business. As much as I, I like to, to stump for Florida, Florida is not the greatest place to shoot during the summer. It's very, very hot. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> but, it does, but it does facilitate that horror it, it genre, so right? So a lot of horror movies will come down at shoot in Florida um, during the summer. And uh, because commercials um, don't really shoot during the summer because they've already shot all their stuff, uh, they uh, tend to be able to work for cheaper during the summer. So right. it's a good time for independents to shoot. Think think Blair Witch Project, everybody. You know how successful that was on a low budget. Also a Florida, well, it didn't shoot in Florida, but Florida filmmakers. There you go. There you go. And and we appreciate our Florida filmmakers. We really, really do. Um, again, we, we can't let you get out of here today. Uh, Tyler, we're going to tack over now to talk a little bit about uh, what's happened. What, why... Why I'm so frustrated because I would end every evening at 11:30. No matter what I was doing, I would stop and go on to CBS and wait like Christmas morning for the monologue. And Stephen Colbert has not been there for a while because we don't have any writers to put the words in Stephen Colbert's mouth. Stephen Colbert himself is a member of the SGA, so help us, help, sure. help so, us understand uh, what's going on with the strike and, and will it ever end? And, and what is the impact on the local? And yeah, wait a minute, one more question, question while you're thinking about all three questions at the same time. And will an actor like myself, should I, should I engage in an independent film before it's settled? Because I don't want to get out there and do anything that's going to, you know, I'm a union guy. Sure. I, I'll, I'll, I'll answer your question, but let me tackle that one last. Sure. So, um, this is a, what we're talking about is the strike going on right now, and it's between the WGA, Writers Guild of America, SAG, Screen Actors Guild of America, uh, and the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television, the uh, AMPTA. Uh, uh, PTA, um, and it's, it's the, to boil it down, it's really about actors and writers wanting more transparency mm-hmm. in how their product is being viewed. It's actors wanting better residuals and writers wanting better residuals. And it's about artificial intelligence that and AI how, thing how that's going to be used in the future. Uh, and it used to be more cut and dry when it was network TV, right? Uh, there were people that tracked who was watching what. It was very transparent. You had your ratings every night. Streaming services were not set up like that. And mm-hmm. streaming services have been very reticent to share any of their streaming information, right? And if they do, it's only because it's a blockbuster and they are using it for marketing purposes, but they never tell you about your failures. So there's no way really to track how many times product is being shown or reviewed or seen or how long. And that's what residuals are largely based off of. So what the 
what what the, the the streaming services and studios started doing is instead of giving residuals based off of how many times something's been seen mm-hmm. and basing their payments off of that, it's a lump sum paid twice a year. And it's a very, very low lump sum. I'm talking, I think there was one of the examples was Suits, which is the, the highest stream show currently on Netflix. Uh, the writers were getting less than $200 uh, an episode or a week, essentially, when you brought their, their lump sums mm. together. So that's not great for anybody. No. It really hasn't been addressed. They should have seen the, the writing on the wall years ago when they renegotiated their contract last time, but I don't know if they appreciated or wanted to tackle just how streaming services are going to revolutionize uh, just the way we consume content. And then there's the AI side. And really interesting, um, and you would appreciate this, John, uh, court case just on Friday uh, said that you cannot copyright uh, any any material made from artificial intelligence, which sent shockwaves through the film industry, because they've been pushing wow. f- to scan actors to, yes, to use, use them as extras and AI artificial intelligence. That's very to helpful write. to Pay the calls. Yes, it yeah. is. It is. Uh, I believe they the, the actual determination um, said that the cornerstone of copyright in America is based on real people creating a content, real Origin- content. Yes. originality, originality. Yes. Yeah. And right. artificial intelligence can't do it. Now, that's going to be litigated six ways from Sunday. Uh, but it, Good it, first step. It, it helped. It, it gave more le- le- leverage right. to the, the actors and the writers and their negotiations. But right now, everything's, everything's uh, closed down. Uh, and honestly, I don't think... I mean, I'd, I'd love them to get back to work tomorrow, but I think it's going to stretch well into the fall. Ooh, Mario, you got a phone call. We do. Let's see who's on the line. Apparently, this is John. And John, you're joining us now. You've got a question or a comment for Tyler? Uh, right. I've, uh, I've been in the film industry since 1984 out of Orlando as a transportation coordinator providing vehicles for the movie industry. And I remember back when we were number three in the country, and of course now it's almost non-existent, uh, and that had a lot to do with the tax uh, credit. But the other thing, uh, when Jennifer Paramore was film commissioner here in Pinellas County, Jennifer would fly to L.A. and she would romance those producers. She would say, come to Florida, we've got everything but mountains, and we're a right-to-work state, and they liked that. The Teamsters, of course, a voice-controlled transportation. But other than that, uh, these guys like to come to a right-to-work state. So, yeah, they, they, they absolutely do. And I think that's why we're very strong with commercials because commercials can be unionized as well. But a lot of them come here because we are right to work state. A lot of independent films, two million and below come here because it, we are a right to work a right, state. A right to work state means what? A right to work state means that uh, you have an opportunity to hire non-union crew or union crew. Uh, and in the way film works, you unionize by department. So if you do want to hire union uh, grip and electric, right? You can be IOTSE, but you don't have to be DGA and vice versa, right? So you sort of pick how you unionize. Um, If you're over $2 million, because we are so feast or famine right now as a state, the unions are very likely to suggest that the production switches to union. uh, And for good reason. I'm I'm a very pro-union person myself. Uh, but that can also lead to scaring some productions off, too, sometimes. So. You have to tread those waters yeah. gently. Thank you for your call, John. That was very, very uh, poignant. And, you know, the Teamsters have always been a big part of the oh, transportation. Uh, if we I need something, uh, you know, uh, our local Teamster captain passed away just a couple years ago. Um, and uh, I would call him all the time uh, if I needed anything. He would know where to get it. So, Tyler, uh, going back to my comment earlier about you being a part-time professor, 
And uh, this is so good. This is so good. The uh, <laughs> so I, uh, at University of Tampa, apparently they give the students an opportunity to post their reviews of the professor, and you did like super well, super well. Okay, uh, this this one gen- this one student said, Tyler is the man. He is the dude. He said, uh, actually, if you're serious about a career in film, you will learn from him. He actually does stuff in the field, unlike many other professors around here. Whoops. Um, he encourages collaboration. Uh, and, then it, and then another one says, really great professor, gives you great feedback on the film you'll be making during the semester. And then this other guy, this cracked me up, he goes, this guy is not cool at all. <laughs> His class and lectures are boring, and he's not an easy grader. He's really not interesting. He talks more about history than film, and expects expects us to be history buffs. Uh, that <laughs> one, that one, my, my favorite one was that was from a film history class. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and if it's the individual, I think it is. Uh, he wrote a, a Twitter yeah, paper like, <laughs> on. We were talking about propaganda during World War II and film, um, and he. I was reading his term paper and I was pretty confused like how he was terming things and he kept referring as World War II as the sequel, which I guess technically it is. The sequel, yeah. there you uh, go. But then talking with him, I realized that he didn't actually know that World War One or World War II were actual real things. He uh, thought they were movies. Oh my God. I, 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 Mercy. Strike me dead if I'm, I'm lying. Mercy. Um, I never... He'd never be able to explain that. So that, you know. But his father had, had donated $10 million for that building at UT. Or, so yeah, well, maybe. But, uh, another one of my favorite ones, uh, it was a one-star review. It said, uh, he sucks. He expects you to learn things. So I was like, well, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I'm a college professor. Hello. Concept. You're in school. With you. We do I'm, have I'm a, glad my seventh graders did not have the opportunity to, to review me when I was teaching back in the day. We do have an email. It, it comes to us from uh, one of our listeners. It says, I was sad that film set in Florida are being filmed in Georgia. We alluded to this earlier. Such as Live by Night, where Brunswick filled in for Ybor City. Yeah. We need state incentive, tax incentives to film for films to come uh, back. I, and that's Bubba. I couldn't, I couldn't you, agree more. Uh, in fact, there's a, I mean, maybe you don't want to be labeled this, but uh, there was a, a TV series this year called Florida Man. Um, about the eponymous Florida man that we Florida all hear man. about. Mm-hmm. Um, My daughter was, teases me about Florida man. I mean, they're in the now she's a Yankee. Time, uh, it's a thing. Yeah. But, it is a uh, thing. It a is Florida a thing. man shot in uh, in Georgia. In Georgia. Uh, in fact, I, I I won't go into too much details, but there's rumors that there is a highwayman uh, movie coming out. Which the highwayman for those very good. Um, it was uh, Florida uh, painters. Yeah, uh, 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 black painters who walked up and down A1A. Uh, during the 50s and 60s, they did thousands, I think almost over 5,000 some odd, some paintings. And they're, they're very famous. They're highly collectible and a really interesting part of Florida's history. And that apparently is, well, rumor has it, is shooting somewhere in Georgia. In Georgia. All right. So before Tyler uh, slips away, yes. Mario, uh, we have to ask, we have to really, you know, we're down and dirty. We have to get a little personal, right? I think we should. Okay. Look, Mario, I'm showing you something here. Okay. How about Mr. Bear? Uh, <laughs> who, who is come Mr. On, Bear? Tyler, and why are you come bed, on. And why are you in bed with him? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> any, <laughs> so to speak. Uh, if anyone follows me on social media, they'll, they'll realize that all do. I do is post uh, pictures of my dogs. I have three Pomeranians, uh, Mr. Bear, uh, Mr. Peekaboo, and Mr. Gizmo. There you go. Uh, and uh, they are my little shadows you at home. You carry them in a bowling bag? Uh, I do have a little papoose uh, that I walk around <laughs> with. Uh, 
if I'm out and about in St. Pete, I usually have Mr. Bear with me. Oh, yeah, so that's sweet. I love and my dogs. And he's a lover. You can see him. I mean, he's, he's you know. Yeah, he's a sweet pea until he's yeah. not. Do you have a favorite? Do I have a favorite? Oh, oh, no. Are they uh, listening? Uh, well, Mr. Bear probably is. Okay. Uh, no, I couldn't. I couldn't. No more than I could have picked a, a child, favorite child. There's another picture, Mario. <laughs> When when did you take this? Uh, you were on is that Tampa Theater? Okay, that, that so for for those uh, listening, there is a dog in a miniature Corvette, uh, and it's a Pomeranian on the stage of uh, 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 Tampa Theater. And best photo ever. Yeah, it's a very good photo. Best uh, sunglasses. So because I like Pomeranian, they get to do that? Come I, on. I convinced my my social media team to put together a commercial for the Gasparilla Film Festival this year. Uh, featuring uh, Pomeranians. So that's that's the result. That's classic. And listen, just for those of you joining us now, we are talking with Tyler Martinolich, Hillsborough County's film commissioner. He is the man, the point man, if you will, for all things filming here in the Bay Area as it, as it pertains to Hillsborough County specifically. He's giving us some wonderful information. Uh, I've just realized now that I've almost done 50 minutes of the show today and my, um, my microphone was only halfway plugged in. So what? I was wondering, I was looking at Skip going, what? Skip, why is my, why am I not hearing myself as I normally do during the week? And then I pushed on the little you know, in the microphone, it was halfway in and out. But oh, anyway. Mario, we, you figured out my trick. <laughs> God. John. You know, and I look away. That's what you're doing. That's you're reaching over doing. here and I'm unplugging fiddling, my mic. I'm fiddling with your microphone. Ty, Tyler, tell us, because we've got about 10 minutes, a little bit more left in, in, in our show today. What can, what's around the corner? Let's sure. talk a little bit about what. Well, and let, me, and let me add to that question, because we are... I think we have a, a serious problem in the state of Florida. Um, you've been very involved. I think you were chair of the Florida Film Commissioners or whatever. You know, what can we do to, to convince these legislatures and governor, whoever the governor is going to be, to, you know, to get back to where we yeah, were? Great question. So we could turn the corner almost overnight if we brought back film incentives. There are so many productions, so how, many How much crew. money did they... You know, do we need? Uh, I'm sure, it's in the tens so, of millions or fifty million I, or hundred I mean, million. Or, look, we. I mean, right now Georgia has no cap, so they will just keep no keep cap. writing writing checks. There is no cap for the Georgia Film Center, which I am not advocating for. I think that's highly irresponsible. Right. But what we've been proposing is a pilot program of three years. Uh, and we, we, we say three years because we know that's how long on average you need to be able to actually do a study, an ROI study, seeing did it make an impact, did it not. Sure. Um, so we're suggesting three years and anywhere between 25 and $50 million, I think is reasonable for a pilot program. And Overnight, that would get crew back. It'd get brick and mortar uh, 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 businesses back to Florida. And we would have, uh, after 25, $50 million, that could be anywhere from 20 to 30 high level productions that could come to the state of Florida. And what kind of return on investment? Probably five or tenfold, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's sort of built in, right? I mean, we, we're, we're a tax credit, but it's based off of a, a sort of a 10% calculus. Of, of how many residents they're, they're hiring and their economic impact locally. And it's through an audit, right? So this is not just us taking in good faith. We're actually auditing no, what you have to spending. see the books. So if we, we know it's a 10% uh, return, or if it's 10% rebate, we know it's a, at least a, a 9% ROI off of that, right? And a lot of times it's a lot more than that because we, we generally have a cap on how much we are willing to, to out there. Are you getting any traction in Tallahassee? So I will tell you, we have had fabulous support in the Senate 
every year for 10 years. The Senate is, is not the problem, though we, we certainly uh, suggest people continue to talk to their senators and about the importance of having film. Our, our problem has always been in the House, and it's not most members of the House. I will tell you, if they ever let one of our film incentive bills uh, get to the floor, it would probably uh, pass almost overwhelmingly to applause. Uh, there's that much support in the House. but 67 it's, counties. It's the leadership that, that tends to set the agenda in the House, how many bills people can sponsor, what their priorities are. Uh, and we have not been in a good position in 10 years as far as leadership goes. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's anti-film. I think it's anti-incentive. And, and that's for, for any industry. I really don't think it's personal to film. Excuse me, but I, I think if you were interested in, in making an impact, not only write to your own senators uh, and congressmen, but also take the time to learn about who leadership is in committees and who's on the House floor, uh, who's the the president of the Senate, who's the Speaker of the House. Those are the people you really need to communicate to and, and make an impact. Have on. you done one of those bus rods? Um, uh, we we do every year. I spend about three weeks of my life every year up in Tallahassee so with a big group. We have, yeah, yeah. <coughs> and it's because I know you have a lot of you're really enthusiastic uh, actors and yep. crew. You know, Myron, Myron, have both been to these functions. Um, and that's just yeah. in the Tampa. I, I'm Saint very Peter glad you, you brought that up and I'll plug some things right now. So, uh, film Florida is our statewide trade organization. It's a great way to get involved. They have amazing legislative tools on their website. It's filmflorida.org. Uh, if you go on, um, they have, uh, you can look up all your local legislature. Uh, it gives you talking points and we also make, uh, at least one trip a year up to Tallahassee as an industry, and we always like people to participate. Get in, in that, that bus. Get in that bus and let's go north. If you're not at the table, you're not having a conversation. So yeah. uh, you have a lot of people that complain about things. But the they people dress show up. up. Uh, they usually have shirts. Um, no, I was, th- I, was thinking, I was thinking, wouldn't it be neat Star if they Wars? dressed in characters? You know what I mean? Like Groucho Marx or, or you know, something really... Th- that, would, that would be a that lot be cool? of fun. Because uh, that would get people's attention and might yeah. get some more press. Uh, one of the most ironic, ironic things every year when I'm going through the, the Capitol, they have a giant, giant, as big as the, the, the window behind Mario is right now. It's huge, of the creature from the Black Lagoon. Mm-hmm. And it's behind the scenes. It's all the set. There's like 500 crew around there. It's just beautiful photo and they walk past it every single day and they ignore the fact that film has been a part of florida's history for over 100 years shot in um, ocala at silver springs i think yeah. wasn't it yeah. and since the earliest days johnny weissmuller and company whenever they would do an outdoor shot whenever they would do a swim you know in the creek and so tell us a little bit of what's happening at us at, at uh, university mall there's a there's a sure. fabulous so one I, I mentioned that we are absolutely one of the the biggest commercial markets in the united states and we we always will be but we're also leading the way with technology so uh view technologies uh which used to be diamond view studios uh, headquartered uh just not too far out from here off of bears um, they invested during the pandemic. It was funny. They were about to purchase an old cigar building in South Tampa uh, and turn that into their new studio facilities. And then the pandemic hit like two days before they were supposed to sign. They're like, no, let's reassess. And they jumped into technology um, and they got into what we call LED volume technology, which is uh, for those listening, if you're familiar with uh, Star Trek, it's basically the hollow deck, right? You can bring things to life digitally, whereas before you might have to use green screen or blue screen and put it in after the fact. Well, they can do that now in real time so actors can actually interact with interact with it directly. Sure. Really interesting technology. Uh, And they're doing it in a way that no one else is. 
they're one of the the first to jump into that technology, and they've really progressed quickly over the last couple of years. In fact, they have studios now, not only here in Tampa, which is their flagship studio, but also in Orlando, uh, Nashville, uh, and their largest facilities in Las Vegas right now. So they're uh, a testament to Florida talent, Hillsborough County talent. And the thing I love about those guys is that they are Hillsborough County dudes, and they're not going anywhere. Like they they care about this community, and it's a really interesting thing. And I think it's helping to revolutionize what uh, the Uptown Rhythm at Uptown, which used to be the University Mall, right. is going to be. <clears throat> rhythm at Uptown, I like that. It has a nice catchy catchy ring to it. You know, we have had a, a wonderful conversation today with you, Tyler, and we are always looking for big things from your group and from Hillsborough County and from Tallahassee. Eventually. Is this is this something that we we can do? Uh, push you. You mentioned it earlier. Influence that you call people. Who do you need to call? Yeah, you need to call your local representatives. Local representatives. Yes, and I will tell you, uh, almost all of the ones in what we call the Ball delegation, the Bay Area delegate, legislative delegation, uh, they're all very supportive. Uh, for the most part of film. So you're probably preaching to a choir in a lot of times, but yes. it helps to people know that there's people, their constituents that are plugged in. Uh, but it's leadership too. And you can learn that. And, and more importantly, you can learn what to say and how to say it correctly to legislatures by becoming a member of Film Florida. Do that first. Uh, if you're looking to network in the Bay Area, you absolutely should be a member of Women in Film. I know oh, it's yes. in the title, uh, Women, <laughs> but it's for, for, for guys Everybody. and gals and everyone in between. <clears throat> That's right. Um, and that is, we have one of the largest chapters in the state. And Women in Film is is in 132 countries, and it's in every state in the U.S. So it's a great building tool. So if you, five years from now, your you know your career takes you to Georgia or, or Louisiana or wherever, there's probably a women film uh, group. That Organizations you can, there. You can yeah, move to there. Lenny, Lenny was on a panel, women in film panel, a couple of months ago, and yeah. uh, I tagged along. But uh, it's an impressive, impressive group. It is, and we have a great chapter here, and uh, it's it's very inexpensive to join, so you should get involved. Yeah. Well, so are you are you optimistic? Are you uh, optimistic I'm very optimistic. We, we are, we're growing every day with commercials, and I don't think there's really a saturation point we're going to hit for commercials. We're just going to continue to to blow the doors down, and I feel very good. Maybe not about this upcoming legislation, uh, legislative season, but the 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 next group of leadership that's coming we're in. We're getting younger. Uh, they and, are getting and younger, and that's what. It, we, uh, and, and I don't want to get too political, but I think there there's there's a shadow of uh, of uh, Speaker Oliva that is finally leaving, right? Well, and that's probably the best strategy is to look down the road and see where the leadership is coming from and get them early. Find find those freshmen who are supportive of the industry and by the time they're seniors, they're going to be in leadership and that's going to make all the difference in the world. The college professor always. Thanks, Tyler. Listen, on behalf of my broadcast partners, we hope you've enjoyed this show today because we surely have enjoyed talking with you. This was very very informative and we'll have you back, Tyler. We'll have you back so you can tell us a little bit more. It was good having your microphone now. (laughs) (laughs) I could not believe that for crying out loud. But we're back. We're back. Let me just say on behalf of my broadcast partner, John Dingfelder, Skip, who's sitting in today at the board for Jason Marlowe, today's phone screener, Irene. Thank you for getting that one call for us, Irene. We couldn't have done it without you. Lynn, hurry back. We miss you. I'm Mario Nunez wishing you salute and happy days. This is WMF Tampa.